wise eyes. The life of a long-term multitasker. This is the 150-year plan series, where bold ideas go from a vision into a reality, where CEO or founder is too limiting of a title, where the journey is the destination. This series tracks my monthly process and progress towards realizing my life purpose. Along the way, something so grand will have been achieved. You'll wonder how it was ever accomplished. But if you look closely, every step was laid out in front of you the entire time. Welcome back to another episode of Size Eyes and the fourth episode of the 150-year plan. Thank you for listening. This is the fourth episode, like I said, so this is going to be the November update for what I did to achieve my goals and my mission and my vision for the 150-year plan in November. So if you listen to the last episode, you'll know that I was setting up to have a course that was launched so I did end up launching the course and that first week of November I did have the first session of the TLDR of life course and so you know TLDR meaning thinking learning doing and relating and so I did have that first course session after work on Wednesday on a Wednesday the first week of November and Two people showed up from, because since I only launched it to colleagues, so both of the co-founders, whether they actually wanted to be there or they were just showing me support or a combination of the both or any other reasons, they were there and we had a pretty solid session. It ended up being total about, you know, an hour 45 from about 5.40, 5.45 to 7.30 p.m. after work on a Wednesday. And... What we ended up talking about, which is kind of setting the stage for what the course is, what the course isn't, why I'm doing it, some housekeeping, some overview items, stuff like that. And then went into setting the intentions on my end for what the course was going to be that day and in general. And I wanted them to do their first exercise of what the course was going to be for them, why they came of setting their intentions, what did they want out of their experience. And so once you set those intentions for yourself, you're kind of asking the questions, which means that the answers will present themselves to you in a much easier fashion. They'll come to you with ease. And so went through some of that intention setting at the beginning for all of us. And then after that, I kind of went into balance and asking about you know, I'm not going to go through the full course right now, but kind of going through different questions of rating their balance um, and kind of deep diving into that topic of how I pictured deep diving into various aspects of their life. What does ideal balance look like? How does it feel? And we each shared what balance meant to us in our own lives. Then we went into kind of the life domains section which, you know, for me, I have several. I think I have maybe eight to ten of those. Um, they're not necessarily one word, but kind of overarching themes, um, like learning and seeking health and wellness, 
human connection, stuff like that. Something like this would fall under journey documentation. So that basically encompasses all of my content. And so for, for them, it was, um, you know, more simpler, I guess, in terms of, you know, work, family, relationships, stuff like that. Um, and so we went into life domains and rating each of those and then asking um, a combination of the questions that I've seen in other places, such as Lifebook, as well as the the three questions that are, were in the Be Extraordinary course by Vishen Lakhiani on Mind Valley. So kind of both Mind Valley related things there, but kind of combining those questions as well as bringing my own flavor into it and having more of an experience for each of the participants to actually write down everything. And so, you know, physically writing it down, not typing it out, you know, no devices essentially during that journaling piece of it. And so when you are able to write things down, you're able to have ideas flow more freely. And I think that's one of the points of feedback that one of them did give that, hey, I don't really necessarily write as much, but it's when I was writing, I could feel that, oh, there's a couple of insights that I haven't thought about before. And that's what we're really going for here, right? Going to a deeper place than what you had gone before to get something that you've never gotten before. And so, so it was a very free-flowing session. It was not you know, very strict, per se. I had a general outline that I'm kind of looking at right now while I'm talking to you here. But it was more of a situation where I'm going to, you know, this some of the questions in my mind I was prepared could take two minutes. Some of them could take 20, 25 minutes. And they both of them, they kind of breezed through it. Um, I think there was potential opportunity for them to go deeper, but I wasn't going to force anything, right? This was my first session being kind of in a teacher position as well. And I was learning just as much, if not more, while doing that. And at the end of that session, so all of that kind of took up about hour 45. And then, you know, they gave me feedback as well afterwards. So that was pretty helpful to set the stage for any future sessions. So that was the first session, like I mentioned, the first week of November. My plan had been to have a session every other week. So the first week of November, the third week of November, a, and then two more sessions in December before I headed back home to Kansas City. However, that third week of November, the week before Thanksgiving, I was pulled out on the road for two you and I was driving around on that Wednesday that the session was supposed to be and I didn't have the chance to host that session. And so I'm not, and I kind of didn't let people know beforehand. I kind of left a message that Monday of, and obviously people's calendars are already set. People want to plan beforehand for their week ahead or even one, two weeks in advance. So I didn't do a great job there, but it didn't work out anyways with having to do and do a pickup and delivery route for two you anyways. So ended up scratching that. And so I was like, all right, let me do, let me go into December, continuing to plan for the session two and session three that if anyone was interested in. And there were two other people that I actually added to the Slack group, Slack channel, 
that were interested that had messaged me, emailed me saying that they were interested in potentially coming to a future session. So fast forward to the end, uh, you know, third, fourth week of December, and I was reading an Amazon book called Working Backwards, written by Colin Breyer and Bill Carr, um, two people who had been with Amazon for a long time, one of whom was the right-hand man, almost a chief of staff, if you will, for Jeff Bezos, and the other person was very high up um, on the tech product side of things. I forgot his exact position. And so I read the book, um, Working Backwards, and the first half of the book was kind of going through their whole system, being Amazonian, as they called it. And so there were a few things in there that resonated with me. And for me, coming from a, at least recently, coming from a systems thinking background, that was pretty important to me and to see how Amazon structured what they did, how what they executed was structured, what the processes are so that they can, so that the best products can emerge, the best, best services for customers can naturally surface when they're talking about it within the context of meetings with Jeff Bezos, meetings with other C-suite level people. And so I learned a lot from that book. One of the things that they mentioned was having a press release that that they write at the beginning of every potential product that they would work on or service that they would work on and release to the to the public, right? Because a press release is something that you write at the end when you actually are about to release it. So you're working backwards there. So that's one of the main things that they use, right? So combining that aspect with my systems thinking, I was starting to think about how do I build an organizational operating system? Because right now I have a personal operating system, right? SciOS, my life operating system, right? And it's easy enough. I mean, it's pretty comprehensive, obviously. It took me 18 episodes to get through a podcast series describing each aspect of it, each component of it. Now multiply that by 5, 10x to get something that's an organizational operating system because there's a lots there's lots of places I think in our company at 2U that have room for improvement for how we can operate how we can structure things. And so all that being said synthesizing all that I in the third week of November I started writing a memo a six-page memo kind of that press release, right? of why we needed a 2U operating system. So initially that was only going to be six pages. Ended up being 10 or 11 pages when I copied and pasted onto a Google Doc. But after I'd written it out, I was like, oh wow, I really need to build this out. This is going to take... That memo was just the why we need it. And leading up to it, I was actually, if you'd followed my blog, I I was ideating about why we needed each of these components of the 2U operating system. And each of those were kind of ended up being brainstorming sessions. And so fast forward to the end of November and that third end of third week, that fourth week of November, which majority or you know at least half of it is Thanksgiving weekend, I had some time during that those days off as well as after work, I would work on that 2U operating system because the two weeks prior I was working and writing in that journal in my blog about the, com- the communication piece of it the 
a meeting structure piece of it? What are the other component structures and processes that we would want to have within a 2U operating system? And what are the value adds? What are the things that it reduces friction on? And vice versa, what are the things that are not going to be good value-wise? And what are the things that add friction to, to us, to us employees, to customers, not only currently, but in the future state as well? And so I was writing all these things out, and you can read each of these things in my blog. But then I was synthesizing all that into a memo of why we need a 2 operating system with the intention of then presenting that memo and discussing about it with the senior leadership team to potentially implement at the company. And so that's what I was doing for the third, fourth week of November. And so right now, I'm, I've put the TLDR of Life course on pause. So one and done right now on the TLDR of Life. Let's kind of pause that. I mean, I still have content for, you know, for many sessions. And it's still all there waiting for me. I think going into December, going into the new year, there's lots of room for improvement, like I said, for 2 laundry, how it's structured. Because I think we're only operating maximum at 50%, probably somewhere around 30 to 40% of efficiency and effectiveness of our company, which means there's lots of potential for growth. And I think everyone who's at the company has is all growth-minded, all wants to learn. We all want to do our best. We all want to give value to the company as well as the customer or franchisee and the rest of the employees there. And so that's what I'd been working on for the third and fourth week of November there for the two operating system. And I'm for the foreseeable future for the next month in December, that's going to be the main project that I work on. Obviously, in addition to the planning for 2022, my personal planning. So I'm putting the TLDR of Life course on hold for now and going all in on the 2U operating system. And you'll have even more depth and understanding of what that is, what each of those component structures and processes are as I continue to build out that document as I build out that documentation and supporting visuals, all these things that will help tell a story of what and how our company operates. So hopefully that give you insight into the November update in terms of my 150 year plan. If you have any questions or anything, feel free to reach out at any time. I appreciate you listening to me on another episode of Size Eyes on the 150 year plan. I'll see you when I see you.